Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fitzgerald, and it's fantastic to have you joining me here today. Well, we normally come out on a Thursday, every Thursday, like clockwork. And of course, it's Tuesday today. So what is going on? Well, I release a YouTube episode on the Property Unleashed YouTube channel every Tuesday from now. But I've had a few people just say that they like the content on there but they'd like it in just audio format so they can still enjoy it through the podcast. So what I shall be doing is I shall be taking the sound bites from the YouTube channel and I shall be putting them here every Tuesday for you to listen to. So you get a double dose of property, mindset, and everything else that comes with it. I shall still be doing the Thursday episodes on mindset, moving yourself forward, and of course, property. So it just means that I can give you a little bit more value, a little bit more help, and keep everybody happy who wants to be able to listen to the podcast and also listen to what we're talking about in the YouTube channel as well. I'm not sure how long this will go on for, but it'll go on for a while. And if you like it and it gets a good response, then I shall continue to do it because that's what I'm here for. So today, let's get on to today's topic. I'm going to talk about how you can maximize the cash flow that you get from your rent to rent business in my top five tips. So without further ado, let's get started. Tip number one, you need to remember when starting out that you are going to need to self-manage the properties. Okay. If you want to earn top dollar and you want to make maximum profits from day one, you need to be setting yourself up. I always say as a business, but also setting yourself up in such a way that it'll be you that's managing the properties. Now, it doesn't always have to be like that. And as you grow and perfect your skills and your systems, as you are building your business, you can then start to bring other people and more systems into your business to help it run itself. But at the beginning, we want to try and keep things as cost effective as possible, which is a lot of the reasons why people are getting into rent to rent and starting a rent to rent business is to build up a cash flow, to maybe quit the day job, to move themselves forward. So by making sure that you're maximizing your profits into your business, rather than spending out on letting agents or anybody else to manage your properties, which you can do, you're going to be on the right track. Now, with regards to that, if you are going to use an agent or you're going to use somebody else to manage your tenants, if you're doing HMO properties, then just be aware that that's going to really, really bite into your profits. And also, as good as letting agents are, they won't be as motivated as your good self at filling your rooms. So it's best to really have a handle on that yourself. I've set up my rent to rent business where I do have a handle on the tenants myself. Why? Because it means that I know now, after experience, how long it takes me when a tenant moves out to fill those rooms. And if obviously we're using student lets as well, we know we've pretty much got the students in there for between 10 to 12 months going forward. So by doing this and by building up the knowledge, by building up your processes, systems and utilizing the people around you when you can, you can easily manage a rent to rent business. And I would say go up to about five properties before you really start to want to dig deeper and maybe bring people in and start paying people to do the jobs that maybe you haven't got time to do. Number two, 
To keep profits at a maximum, you want to be marketing to existing HMOs. You want to be marketing to landlords, potentially who are on the HMO register, but who have HMOs in the areas that you're looking at doing. These will have a license. OK, you want HMOs with five people or more that have got a license for that number of people. When you're doing property deals and you're looking at things, always ask to see the license if you cannot see it yourself through the council's website or on the HMO list. OK, you need to make sure that they have got proper compliances in what they're doing. They've got all the relevant certificates and everything. But if you market for already existing HMOs, then you won't have to put in fire doors, fire alarms. You won't have to put in all the systems that need to be done. It'll keep your profits down. A lot of the old ways of doing things were trying to get houses that were maybe family lets, converting them into HMOs. Now, this can still work, but it's not going to be as cost effective as if that property is already set up. Now, if it is already set up and the furniture is a little bit old and it just needs a lick of paint and things, then that's fine. It's cost effective to do those things to make sure that you can get the rents that you can get in your area. Change a bit of furniture, decorate and dress the place, keep things cost effective, particularly when starting out. Now, when you grow and as you get bigger, you can always then start to look at taking on properties and converting them into HMOs if you want to. I don't recommend that as a strategy or, or as a way of looking for deals. Potentially, you might find a sweet little deal and do that. But for me, it's going for already existing HMOs that have the licenses that I can just start to put tenants in as quickly really as possible to start making money ourselves and delivering a quality service. So number three, whilst trying to look for properties which already have existing licenses, try and look for some that may be empty. So if you have a student let area uh, around you and that's potentially your clientele and what you're looking at doing, then after the months of August, September time, particularly in October, drive around those areas at night and see if any of the houses don't have lights on, that it doesn't look like anybody's living there. You could even do a few drive arounds and just start noting properties. Start looking at the addresses and start getting the landlord's details, marketing to them. These guys and girls will be seriously motivated to work with you if they think that their property is going to be empty for a year. So make sure that you're looking on your free ads as well, your gum trees and all of that. Look for properties that are empty because those landlords all landladies will be seriously motivated and will really appreciate the service and the help that you can bring by doing rent to rent with these guys and girls. OK, so at number four, we want to make sure that you set yourself up for success. And by doing so, you don't want to be paying deposits and you don't really want to be paying for massive refurbs. Now, refurbs can be at any level. I say a lick of paint, a change of a carpet, dressing rooms. That's not a refurb. A refurb is if you're going in there and you're scraping off our wallpaper and plaster can come down and it's going to cost you five to 10 to 15 grand. That's a refurb that you don't want to be paying for. For me, if a landlord will not not put a level of, of commitment and money into their own property to keep it to a certain standard, then that's not somebody I really want to work with because I'm not going to put all my profits and money into somebody else's property. For me, that's just not good business. You can potentially come to a 50-50 agreement or even if you did pay for it, you may be able to pay less rent, so to speak, while you're paying yourself back. All of those different negotiations can work. I work with my students and I make sure that they set their 
deals up as best as possible. And when it comes to deposits, what you really wanna be looking at is not tying up any money for any length of time with deposits where it's just gonna be sat there and it's not gonna be any good to anybody. So what I would say there is, if somebody is really adamant that they want a deposit, then potentially you could pay them the month's rent up front uh, and then it's taken off at the end of the contract, so to speak, or you could pay them the first rent and the, the last rent, so two months in advance, and then obviously with the last month that you have the property, you don't have to pay any rent for it because you've already paid it at the beginning. Again, it just means money's not really tied up. Yes, it's gonna cost you a little bit more, but there's many ways and loads of different ways actually that I can potentially help you with if you're struggling with this of how to set your deals up so they're as cost effective as possible. It has to be a win-win and good peace of mind for everybody and all parties, but also it doesn't wanna be taking the mickey and it doesn't want you spending thousands and thousands of pounds. It's just gonna sit in some sort of deposit scheme system that you can't get your hands on. It's ridiculous. We're not tenants, we're property management agents, a bit like a letting agent and a letting agent doesn't pay deposits. So we shouldn't be as well. Number five, as you're setting yourself up in rent to rent, there's obviously two major strategies that you can go for. Both are very profitable and both are very good strategies. And of course we have HMO, which is what I predominantly do more of. And we have serviced accommodation, which is like your, basically your Airbnbs um, and your holiday lets. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, other people will change this around. I think when starting out, HMOs can be a little bit easier to manage, can be a little bit easier to set up. Having said that, once you've set essays up, they probably and more likely will earn you more money in the long run. So both strategies are really good. But if you're looking for quick cash flow and it's just a case of renting rooms out, you can pretty much do that within a few days. SA, serviced accommodation, holiday lets, you need to sort of build up your market. You need to build up your customer base. You need to get your reviews. There's a lot more uh, in, in, involved in that. But having said that, the work that you put in at the front end of a serviced accommodation business will reap you dividends at the back end. You know, so where a property, an HMO may be making you between 500 to 1,000 pounds, 1,500 quid a month, depending on the size of the property, a serviced accommodation could be making you 1,000 pounds a week in the right area with the right clientele set up. So do have a look at your area. If you're in an area where both work, then pick one strategy to really nail first, either the service accommodation or HMO. I wouldn't try and do both at the same time. I would get one set up, get one working for you in the background. For me, it was about getting HMO set up. And now we do look at service accommodations and we do have a few of those in the portfolio as well. But we brought that in after we had the cash flow coming in. So just try not to chase everything. Try not to have shiny penny syndrome. Make sure you know which strategy it is that you want to go through, that you want to go down. Nail it. I always say nail it 100%. Get the cash flow coming in that you want. And then the world's your oyster. If you want to start going off, building up your portfolio, buying property, investing in other people's deals, then you can do. But get the cash flow coming in first. At the end of the day, rent to rent, we want to remember 
We want it a win-win situation, a win for the landlord and a win for us. It's no good one side winning and the other side stumbling and bumbling around. We also want to make sure that we're making happy homes for tenants. And if it's serviced accommodation, that we're making sure that our apartments, our houses, our, our holiday lets are somewhere somebody can go in, treasure some memories, leave good reviews and be happy. We're always looking at doing the best job we possibly can do and looking after the properties that we're looking after. And that needs to be first and foremost in your mind. Profit will come from that. You get those elements of it right, you will make the money that you want to make. If you go in just thinking profit, 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 and don't really want to set yourself up properly, maybe spend a little money where you need to spend it, in the long run, you'll make less money. So make sure that you start it, you know, with a clear vision, with a clear goal, with what you can do and what you can't do. Build it up slowly if you have to, but make sure that we're looking after landlords, tenants and the properties and then the profits and the cash flow will come your way. I hope this video has helped you. And if it has, I offer some free tools and resources, particularly when it comes to rent to rent, that you may be of interest to you. I have a 10 step rent to rent guide of how to get started. I have a viewings guide of what to say, what not to say when, when viewing with landlords and agents and what I look for. And I have a deal analyzing spreadsheet to stack your deals, put your numbers in and see if deals stack. A great little tool to use even when you're just practicing, just starting out. You can go and get some room rents. You can put them into the uh, deal stacker and you can weigh up how much in your area you need to be earning and how much you want to be making on your deals. Why do I give these away for free? Because people used to do the same for me when I was starting out and I used to download their free guides and, and, and whatever it was that they were offering really. A, because it's free and B, because it helps me learn more. It helps me on my journey. I believe what goes around comes around. So I like to do the same now. So in the show notes to this video, you will see all of those that you can download and use to your heart's content. And if you have any issues with them, then please, on the emails that you get, just reply. If you're interested in any more services or training or anything, again, just email me through the emails that you get the free um, resources on and I will get in contact with you and see if I can help you on your journey. I hope you've enjoyed this video and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.